guy in a trash pod and send him off. I found him just as he was about to drift into a black hole. He had a face like soft clay and haunches that were bald in spots where he'd been chewing off his own fur. I don't think anyone has ever been as happy to see anything as this dog was to see me. He licked my face and that was that. I asked him what he wanted his name to be. He didn't say anything, so I named him Ed. The smell of Ed is pretty powerful in here, but I'm okay with that. He's a good dog. Sleeps a lot. Sometimes licks his paw to comfort himself. Doesn't need food or water. I'm pretty sure he doesn't even know that he doesn't exist. Ed is just this weird, ontological entity that produces unconditional, slobbery, loyal affection. Superfluous. Gratuitous. He must violate some kind of conservation law. Something from nothing. All of the saliva. And, I guess, love. Love from the abandoned heart of a non-existent dog. Because I work in the time travel industry, everyone assumes I must be a scientist. Which is sort of correct. I was studying for my master's in applied science fiction. I wanted to be a structural engineer like my father. And then the whole situation with mom got worse, and with my dad missing, I had to do what made sense. And then things got even worse, and this job came along and I took it. Now I fix time machines for a living. To be more specific, I am a certified network technician for T-Class personal use chronogrammatical vehicles and an approved independent affiliate contractor for Time Warner Time, which owns and operates this universe as a spatial-temporal structure and entertainment complex zoned for retail, commercial, and residential use. The job is pretty chill for the most part, although right this moment I'm not loving it because I think my tense operator might be breaking down. It's happening now. Or maybe not. Maybe it was earlier today. Or yesterday. Maybe it broke down a long time ago. Maybe that's the point. If it's broken and my transmission has been shifting randomly in and out of gears, then how would I ever know when it happened? Maybe I'm the one who broke it. Trying to fool myself, thinking I could live like this, thinking I could stay out here forever. The red indicator light just came on. I'm looking at the runtime error report. It's like a mathematically precise way of saying, this is not how you do this, man. Meaning life, I suppose. It's computer for, hey buddy, you're massively bungling this up. I know it. I know it better than anyone. I don't need silicon wafers with a slightly neurotic interface to tell me that. That would be Tammy, by the way. The TM31's computer UI comes in one of two personality skins. Tim or Tammy. You can only choose once, the first time you boot up, and you're stuck with your choice forever. I'm not going to lie, I chose the girl one. Is Tammy's curvilinear pixel configuration kind of sexy? Yes, it is. Does she have chestnut-colored hair and dark brown eyes behind pixelated librarian glasses and a voice like a cartoon princess? Yes, and yes, and yes. Have I ever, in all my time in this unit, ever done you-know-what to a screenshot of you-know-who? I'm not going to answer that. All I will say is that at a certain point, you lose the capacity for embarrassment.
I'm not there yet, but I'm not far from it. Let's see. I've got a non-trivial thinning situation going on with the hair. I am rounding to the nearest, oh, about 5'9", 185. Plus or minus. Mostly plus. I might be hiding from history in here, but I'm not hiding from biology. Or gravity. So, yeah. I went with Tammy. Do you want to know the first thing she ever said to me? Enter password. Okay, yeah, that was the first thing. Do you know the second thing? I am incapable of lying to you. The third thing she said to me was, I'm sorry. Sorry for what, I said. I'm not a very good computer program. I told her I'd never met software with low self-esteem before. I'll try hard, though, she said. I really want to do a good job for you.